0: This is not a usual theme song to start the podcast, is it? It must mean Top Gun thoughts, Top Gun Maverick thoughts are to come. Spoilers as well, including the fact that you haven't seen the movie. It starts with this song. All right, that's good. Monday, June 6th. Um Alex is not here today because uh she too has caught COVID. That means everybody in my in my circle um it, with the exception of one person who doesn't live here, but I still talk to this person most days, everybody else has gotten a, uh, a positive COVID. Um, Alex says she wouldn't wish this on her worst enemy. We didn't even discuss attempting to have her on today because she, like everybody else who has gotten it or will get it, just needs to rest it out. And me saying that everyone in my inner circle has gotten it is not to show that I gave it. I gave it to them. It just shows you it's it's in its greatest STD form. It's underlying. We're not going to talk about it. We're going to ignore the fact that it's there. And at this point, I think as I mentioned last week, um, aside from that way of describing it, it is very disruptive um, not debilitating, not to the points where we were in the past couple of years, but you're likely going to come across a friend, a relative, or yourself who gets hammered with it for several days and is going to have to miss something that you you expected or hoped for them to be a part of because they've just got arrested out because it is racing through and taking us on another wave. Um, Alex is out just as the walleye are... Two games from being out of this season. They're down two games to nothing. They lost both Friday and Saturday night to the Florida Everblades. The series now switches back down to Florida. Are Are they in Orlando? I forget where in Florida they are. Um, 20 years ago when I lived and worked in Orlando, there were the Orlando Solar Bears who held dollar beer night. And even back then, that was dirt cheap to have some drinks. And that was their way of attracting hockey fans or just anyone to a hockey game. Uh, but the wall are down two games to nothing. Next up, Wednesday night. Friday night and Saturday night, if needed. We hope that game will be needed. If not, that means the walleye season has come to a grinding end. I know there's been some some remarks, some doubts, some criticisms of how much the officiating has gone against the walleye in these playoffs, as David Briggs today wrote in The Blade, there is no conspiracy to push back against the walleye. If anything, if there was a conspiracy, it would be for the league to prop up what is arguably the best franchise in the league and to laud them and reward them and us for all the sellouts and the great organization and great events that they put on. Or you could go, well, they know the walleye will will come back and push this thing through in seven games. And they just wanted to give uh give Florida some they wanted to give Florida an assist. So this thing is a long series and that the walleye can win it on the home ice in front of us, which they will now have to do if they're going to win the ECHL and the Kelly Cup and give me my parade that I keep talking about couple of other local stories, but first... Oh, by the way, I uh, I canceled. You might not have heard me talk about therapy for some time. Um, I had decided to go a month in between visits with uh, Carol at Unison. Uh, and I canceled that appointment. That was going to be today, last week. Uh, it just hadn't been doing me the good that it had seemingly done for others. Uh, so now I have to dig in and go... Well, we got to be talking to somebody. Do I go back to the woman, Pam, who I was with before Carol, just for like a monthly check-in? So this is something that I've got to sort through. Because I, nor you, should be going weeks, months at a time without letting someone dissect and discern what is going on in between our ears. So uh, that I can keep myself accountable with that. One strategy I have is I want to talk to my therapist who I met with When I first started living here at the Recommendation of Friends, he is now a friend of mine and um, I wanted to run by him because he had mentioned, yeah, EMDR doesn't work for everybody. So I wanted to run, I wanted to review my time in EMDR with him and have him offer me some direction, some insight before I go making any appointments with anybody else. So yeah, today was a therapy day and you're right, I have not been there for quite some time. All right, Top Gun stuff. Uh, When after... Bark in the Park on Saturday morning. I'm I'm a take-it-or-leave-it Tom Cruise kind of person. Although, during the trailers, I saw the, the trailer for the next Mission Impossible movie. I have never seen a Mission Impossible movie. Um, I did not see the original Top Gun. The irony of my apathy, my take-it-or-leave-it attitude towards Tom Cruise is that one of the... One of my five favorite movies of all time is the Tom Cruise movie, A Few Good Men. There was a period before we all started streaming everything and cut the cord when I, let me tell you my A Few Good Men story. I was 13 years old or 12 years old, my dad took me over to Jersey to see his cousin's That woman had kids my age. I never liked going over there. So we went on some holiday. I was off of school that day to go see a few good men. And I pretended to sleep with my hat pulled down over my eyes. But I remember it. And I actually kind of liked it. And to this day, my dad does not know that. And as I got older, uh, when it was when when a few good men was always on TNT or TBS or some cable network, I would watch it and love the hell out of it and repeat the lines and take life lessons out of it. And then at one point in my life, hate Jack Nicholson's character, and then another point going, you know, Jack Nicholson is right. We need him on that line. Um, so yeah, one of my top five all-time favorite movies has Tom Cruise in it, A Few Good Men, with a great cast aside from Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson as well, a very young Kiefer Sutherland, uh, a phenomenal uh, Demi Moore, uh, Richard, the the co-counsel with Tom Cruise's character. I forget his name. Also a very good actor. Sam is the name of the character. I can't remember the the name of the actor. So I've always been apathetic, take it or leave it with Tom Cruise. I've never waited for one of his movies uh, to come out and go, I got to get to see that. But I had just read too many brilliant, wonderful things about Top Gun. Um, Just didn't make it the first week. Was still getting over COVID. And Saturday morning, as I expected, I enjoyed the hell out of it for a lot of reasons. One, one thing that was kind of stunning to me, um, having it, it, it having been an entertainment and news story over the last three, over the last several years. Uh, going back through the 2000s where, oh, they're going to make a Top Gun sequel. Sure they are. Just like we're going to get an Avatar sequel. Uh, it finally got off the ground. No pun intended. And from what I recall and what I reread this morning, the movie was mostly done three years ago. It was supposed to come out in July of 2019. But they, de- they decided, with technology having come so far, I guess they wanted to wait a little bit longer and make... The action sequences, the action sequences, even more thrilling and exhilarating. And then COVID hit, and that bumped it back several times. And as you might remember, it must have been the end of 2020, where Tom Cruise had an on set rant um, about how people on set were violating COVID. Protocols and safety measures, and at the time, I think we were, it, it it was my, it was uh, it reminded many of us of when Christian Bale went off on a cursing binge. I think it was for the Terminator movie he was in, and we thought about how these people are treating these people on set like shit. And I remember at the time thinking quite the contrary with Tom Cruise. No, no, no. This this is obviously a a, a deep passion project of him. Uh, of his all these years later, and he was pissed off, and I think he said it in some of these quotes, that that movie needed to be finished so that, now granted, it's somewhat self-centered, somewhat holier than thou, but with a star of his caliber and the interest in that movie all these years later, he wasn't totally wrong to say, we have to get this right for the good of the movie industry. As we saw, it was never going to be on streaming. It was going to be out in theaters, and when it hit, it made an enormous amount of money, had one of the smallest second-week drop-offs ever, which was not surprising because it made a lot on a holiday weekend. People who had time outside of doing holiday things this past weekend likely went to go see it and enjoyed it like I did. My It was my favorite kind of movie. It was about two hours and 11 minutes long. These days, most movies are over two hours. I look at it this way. It kind of offsets the fact that movies are more expensive to go to than ever. Although, going at like noon on Saturday, it was $8. If you're still looking for wine uh, ways to make personal deflation... As I've started to do, um, I'm buying some store brands at Kroger from now on. Instead of going to the movies in the middle of the afternoon, go as early as possible. And, and instead of it being 10 or 12, it was $8. But it was two hours and 11 minutes. Not that I expected a really complex, drawn out plot, but there were no slow points. It was tout, T A U T. It was a tout exhilarating thriller. Um, while, again, I am apathetic, indifferent about Tom Cruise, I can absolutely laud his passion for his work. Uh, you and everybody else knows he loves doing these these stunts on his own, whether it's for pure ego or thrill or rush or it's a combination of all these things. I tip my hat to him. Um, going back to his rant, His COVID rant about people um, just dismissing these protocols, he's dedicated, he's hardworking. Uh, We can leave the the Scientology thing that probably turned me off about him years ago. We don't know much of his personal life. He was with Katie Holmes. He's Surrey's dad. But other than that, we just know what he gives to us, and that's very little. But I will say this, there is probably no one in the business that works as hard as he does at his craft. Like his products or not, you've got to commend him um, for that. So the movie's been out basically, or the movie was basically in the can for three years. Um, It was dizzying in the sense that he created... A special regimen for all the actors uh miles teller glenn powell monica babaro uh, k ellis i think is the, the the black gentleman's name is that coyote who is 40 years old and doesn't look that old he created a training regimen for all of them so he could prepare their bodies to actually shoot these things while they're up in there in these planes they weren't flying them they were in the back seat But they were in the planes. They actually had to, like, as uh, you might have seen in some stories, they had to direct themselves with a camera up there and learn some editing as well because they were up there. There was no director or producer. It was them in the planes. He also shot like 800 hours of footage. Um, It was refreshing in the sense that after 2 hours and 11 minutes, I didn't have to wait for post-credits. I did not leave like I do. Now, granted, I only see... Two kinds of movies Superhero movies Marvel movies Which are just one long Everything is a link In a very long Unending chain Which I like I also like to see Psychological Psychological thrillers Which have me In great thought And are often Thought provoking When I leave the theater My brain is going I'm going to look things up So there's those two kinds of things. The the movie experience for me most commonly doesn't end when I leave the theater. This did, and I was appreciative of that. And quite honestly, as I was watching it, um, while most of the movies I see do a lot of CGI and the VFX, and and there was some of that in this, most of it was very, very authentic. But the fact that, aside from Tom Cruise and these other very attractive looking people, um, the machines were the stars, And it kind of reminded me of the much-reviled Transformers movies. They were letdowns to me in some ways... ...being my favorite product in my life ever. But for the most part, when those movies came out... ...and as much as they were often panned... um, ...I would always go into them and leave them thinking... ...you know what, at least somebody put this on the big screen for me... ...and I appreciated that. So, it was refreshing. It was exhilarating. And everybody that has high words for this movie... I can back them up, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Next up, a couple of uh, of the local stories. Uh, at long last, a new tenant, a new business will be coming to what's been going on that has frustrated you so much on Conant and Maumee. Uh, the road diet is kind of inching into the next phase. Obviously, the street was narrowed. They started doing excavation, and just today I read in The Blade that there will be a new restaurant that... Uh, the mayor has uh, has thrown out there. We don't know the name, but it's from the same person that owns Whiskey and Wolf. Or I'm sorry, um, it's Levi and... Sorry, I confused the two, these two sometimes. Not Whiskey and Wolf. Levi and Lilac, um, I believe, is the owner of this one as well. The mayor described it as, it's not a bar, but it's not a heavy meal either. So we inch along into the reimagining of, of downtown uh, or uptown Maumee. Also a local story today, uh, TPS. This too is in the blade. TPS is going to have some discussion about some possible consequences and punishment and penalties and whatever else for kids who pull their phones out and either continue. To, they either are the cause of this said conflict, fight, encounter, showdown, or... Um, they wind up filming it and as they pull their phone out, uh, it kind of becomes a, a compounding effect. Everybody else pulls their phones out and you got 15 people who are watching a fight or more. and it's just it's a little chaotic. And TPS said they're not, they're not sure because they could actually get good use out of these, out of some of these videos but i think when you can zoom out and see the the situation you can see when somebody pulled their phone out because they knew somebody was something was going to happen or by them pulling their phone out people felt they had to perform in a way or give people their money's worth um and i think tps is going to be very discerning with this they just said they're going to have this conversation Um, Because again, some of this video can be very helpful in figuring out who was the most at fault. Who started this? Who egged it on when they should have actually been doing something? It's the opposite of the bystander effect. I'll come back to that in a second. I know I've mentioned it before. Um, But this isn't necessarily a, a thing where we can go, kids these days. This is humans these days. And I've said this for years. Far too many people, when something bad is happening... I get it. It is more challenging than you think or someone thinks to be a hero. I always use the disgusting incidents with Jerry Sandusky, the former Penn State football coach. Everybody in their everybody would say they would have ran into that shower and stopped it and beaten the hell out of that guy immediately. You may not have. Now I'm not saying you would have just stood there and done nothing. Um, you might have done something. But it's harder to be a hero than you think because much like in Top Gun, adrenaline, emotion takes over and it can have you freeze. But in many cases these days, too many people are far too quick to pull out their phone to get clicks rather than to to interject, to intercede, to go get help and bad things can wind up happening. ...when you decide to pull your phone out... ...or maybe just sit and watch... ...when you could be getting help. There's something called the bystander effect. I forget where I, I first read about this. It might have been in a, in a Batman and psychology book. Something I read 10, 12 years ago. Maybe even more the bystander effect. And I think the anecdote that goes with the story is... ...there was an apartment building... In Vision New York City. And um, you hear the, the scream of a woman... ...who was clearly in distress... And then it, it zooms into the, the thinking of the people in the apartment complex where this is likely happening outside in an alley or something. And they all hear it and they all think, well, somebody else will do something about it. The bystander effect. Um, an incident, uh, an instance that, that I always go to to think of that, to remind myself to don't do nothing, do something, even if it's something small... Um, I go back to the uh, to the very last Wolverine movie. There's Patrick Stewart, uh, the Professor X there's Hugh Jackman's Logan. They're on the road somewhere they're they're in a hurry or they' getting they're leaving a situation they're getting away from somebody they're going somewhere They have a they have a goal in, in, in route in mind and they come across a family think I think the, fa- the actor is Eric LaSalle who was on like uh, some of the NBC shows in the 90s and now is probably a producer director for a lot of shows that you might like Eric LaSalle anyway. He and his family are in a ditch on the side of the road. And, um, and Professor X, uh, the Patrick Stewart character says, we should, we should help them. Uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, Logan, says, ah, somebody else somebody else will come along and help them out. We're, 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 we we got to go. Patrick Stewart, Professor X's character says, Logan, we are somebody else. They get off the road and they help them. To go back to the bystander effect, hopefully you think about this next time. I'm not asking you to be a hero, but I'm asking you to do something. I'm asking you to make sure the first thing you do is not pull your phone out unless it is to get some type of evidence or information. But to get clicks, no. To be helpful, yes. And Again, you don't have to be a hero, but don't do nothing. Um, last up today there was uh, an opinion piece in The Blade. And please, this is uh, another chance for me to remind you, um, unless it's a local story, whether it's WTOL, Channel 13, or NBC, or The Blade, unless it's a local story, this regional or national story has probably come from a national source. Um, For instance, the article, the uh, opinion piece, the editorial today, um, that I want to share. It's the greatest life hacks in the world for now. So usually there's three or four opinion pieces in the Blade. And usually at least one, sometimes two, are, are written locally. By the Blade editorial board or um, their local submissions. But in this case, let me scroll through these. Choose Prosperity Over Stagnation from the Blade editorial board. California Gun Laws Work by Mitchell Hiltzik, LA Times. Next to that is where I'm going, the greatest life hacks in the world, David Brooks, New York Times. I read a David Brooks book many years ago, ah, within the last decade. I believe it was called The Road to Character. And it's something that I go back to a couple times a year because I have a lot of highlights in there that I have made as mental notes for myself to make sure that I'm on track. So David Brooks uses an article by a tech writer that I referenced here and then on the blog Back in the springtime, his name, just to get this right, is Kevin Kelly. Um, And this was shared a couple of places that I like to frequent on the internet. And it was, again, uh, some of my content, a source for some of my content in the last couple of months. Kevin Kelly just turned 70, and every year, he adds these life rules that he's picked up. David Brooks liked Kevin Kelly's life rules and he shared some of them. Let me share some of these with you because they resonated with me. It's never a bad time to share thoughtful insight, right? Um, it's not an apology. If it comes with an excuse, uh, anything you say before the word but does not count. I think we've all learned to embrace that or at least be cynical about it. Job interviews are not about you. They're about the employer's needs and how you can fill them. As I often try to remind people, if you're going for a job, you should be interviewing the interviewer. Have tons of questions. If you can't make up your mind between two options, flip a coin. Don't decide based on which side of the coin came up. Decide based on your emotional reaction to which side came up. This is a this is a good piece. I wish I would have done a couple weeks ago when my dad was here. Take photos of things your parents do every day. That's how you want to remember them. That's mostly why I brought I dragged my dad in here to do a uh, uh to do a podcast. It is for posterity. If you're giving a speech, be vulnerable. Fall in the audience and let them catch you. They will. Whenever I struggle to do some kind of presentation, I always go back to just, just be authentic, be real. Um, they are not expecting perfection and something that somebody told me many, many years ago that hopefully you can use when you're giving some, some kind of presentation. The audience usually has no idea what you're going to say. So if you slip up, they likely don't know. Um, if you're traveling in a place you've never been before, listen to an album you've never heard before. Forever after that music will remind you of that place. Uh, if you meet a jerk once a month, you've met a jerk. If you meet a jerk every day, you're a jerk. I call that the uh, the Taylor Swift excuse. Remember when she was going through a point in her life where all these were very messy breakups. And then she had songs about all these people. And you you kind of like step back and go, hold on a second. It's not them. It's her. Don't ever look up a recent photo of your great love. If you've lost your husband or wife, sleep on his or her side of the bed and it won't feel so empty. This was neat. Low on kitchen counter space? Pull out a drawer and put your cutting board on top of it. Where's the one more? Never be furtive. I don't. I really don't know what that word means. Thank, thanks for the context, though. Uh, thankfully, there's context. If you're doing something you don't want others to find out about, it's probably wrong. Probably what I got from the David Brooks book. Um... Character is what you do when no one's watching. So if you're picking up litter, When when people are watching so you can get the eyes and get the praise and the adulation for it, you're not great. What are you doing when no one's watching? That's the true character. There's one more in here that's super, super easy that we all need to do that it took me far too many many years to actually figure out. And again, this goes back to the notes app on my phone. The biggest lie we tell ourselves is, I don't need to write this down because I'll remember. Trust me, you won't. You will not. Um, In the same way that no one can successfully multitask um, unless you're a robot. Our human brains are not, our human brains have not been created to successfully, or at least at peak success, do multiple things at once. So, in the same way that you can't do that and remember what you need to remember in 20 minutes, write it down every time. Thanks for being here today. Um, I'll get on my therapy. You get on Top Gun. I think you're absolutely going to love it. It does a phenomenal job with the exhilaration of those planes and those great machines and great performances. There is nostalgia. Even though I have never seen the original Top Gun and and I kind of eschew many things in the 80s, um, I do wish I had kind of seen it at some point in my life. That way, the nostalgia I felt watching it understanding the Val Kilmer parts and other parts. They might have meant a bit more to me, but it was a very, very well done movie. And again, even if I can dislike uh, Tom Cruise for some of his eccentric beliefs or the the ways he has been that we don't know about, I can praise his passion for his work and his unwavering sensibility of never letting something fail. He was he was gonna make sure this movie was the star that it became. And I thank you for being here today. Lots of guests later on this week. It'll be Guestapalooza.